Welcome to The School on Austin Street with your hosts, Meredith Schumacher and Victoria Ramazzini. Today we are going to discuss the key question of why do we feel sadness and how does that relate to hope? Please enjoy. Today we are going to be using the House on Mango Street and a series of vignettes to answer all of these questions. So Meredith, why do you think we feel sadness? You know, sadness is just that kind of mechanism that we go to when we're going through trauma and that's kind of the way to get through it but it's like sadness is not a bad thing it's not like something that is always known as oh we need to pat down all the sadness in our lives but but what about you victoria i think there are different forms of sadness and i think maybe we feel sadness due to the anticipation of having to compensate for the loss Maybe it's that frustration or exhaustion that causes us to feel sad. So how does that relate to hope in your view, Victoria? I think hope is our way of relying on something when we can, when we go through a certain trauma, when we suffer any kind of loss, the despair can sometimes be so unbearable that hope is our way of believing that there's a better outcome for us, that this issue, that situation we're in does not define us, that there's something better, that we can survive this. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, sadness gives us hope. Like, something to look forward to while we're in a sad period. Although sometimes people don't always get out of that sad period, and humans need the people around us to feel empathy towards you, and they will give you a shoulder to lean on. about Maureen. Maureen doesn't live in the circumstances she wishes. She hopes that one day she'll get a job downtown, wear nice clothes, meet the love of her life, and live in a big house. So, Victoria, what do you think about this vignette? I think for Maureen, hope is serving as a blinding tool. It's allowing her to almost ignore her situation and look towards what she could have, not what she does. When we look towards what we could be in our lives, we begin to almost move towards it. We begin to stop looking at where we are and look at where we could be, and that kind of motivates us to actually get there. Now, what do you think about this? Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, like, humans need that hope in the utmost circumstances because they know they don't have a lot of time on Earth, so they must make it count. This is what Maureen is doing. She feels dreaming of a different life is better than the one she has now. She may not be able to fix the one she has, but she might as well dream and hope for something better. So something interesting that I found when I was researching about hope was that in the 1950s, Kurt Richer, who's a professor at John Hopkins, did an experiment where he was drowning rats. Oh my <laughs> um, he began with 12 domesticated rats and he would put them in water to see how well they would survive, like how well they could swim and how long they would survive. And he started realizing that hope was a big, big element and part of this it was a big variable so what he started doing is that when the rats were about to drown he would pick them up get them out of the water put them you know on a towel feed them take care of them and put them back in and he saw that these rats were now surviving days in the water because they had hope they had hope to survive because they saw that you know i maybe he'll save me again and that's what motivated them to actually survive which i think 
the meaning, while it's in rats, is still the same in human. Hope gives us perseverance and a will to survive. That's really interesting. I mean, not the rat drowning part, <laughs> but yeah. besides that. Moving on from the rat experiment, we're going to be talking about the next vignette called Linoleum Roses on page 101. And it talks about how previously this little girl named Sally had an abusive father. And she kind of escaped that father-daughter relationship that was really toxic for her. And she got married, but her husband ended up being abusive. And this is going to lead into one of our open-ended questions. But before we go into our open-ended question, we're going to be analyzing the linoleum roses and using our essential question to do so. Yeah, so Sally, I think she's felt, she felt even more controlled in her childhood. She feels like if she gets married to this man, she, this is a major step up that like she will accept this new life with just looking at the walls of her house to keep herself from losing hope. But it's not a healthy way of living. Even though she still may have that hope in her, it's flawed. It's her hope is more just, I am going to accept this and I am going to try to push myself to just keep going. For me, I think she's almost like kind of in denial a little bit. I think she finally escapes this abusive father and gets into a controlling um, marriage. And then now she's kind of in denial, like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to accept that this is my life. So I'm going to be looking at the crown molding and the pretty curtains and, oh, I have a house, so everything's fine. And I think that's a big problem and it's, it's just really not okay. And I think this is how it's going to relate into our open-ended question. Yeah, she may even think like, oh, this, I don't even need hope now. I'm fine. Like, I live in my big, pretty house. Like, everything's okay. But it truly, what she's, the relationship she's in is so toxic mm-hmm. and it's, it's not okay. So, our open ended question is how can hope be detrimental and beneficial? And since Victoria wrote this question and she kind of answered it a bit better than I did, um, I'm going <laughs> to let her lead the discussion. I think that hope can serve as a tool to motivate someone towards our dreams or goals, but that's how it can be beneficial, but it can also be really detrimental. And when we go through the most tragic situations like loss, death, or even in Sally's case, an abusive relationship after the other, we can give up hope. We begin to stay in a state of despair and we stop changing our circumstances. Like Sally, she's in denial. She's just looking at the pretty things and like, oh, but I have a house. I have these pretty things, so everything's fine. I'm not going to worry about this abusive relationship. And that's how it can be so detrimental because she's no longer changing her circumstances. She's no longer motivating herself to get out of these uh, the situation, this relationship. And all that's going to do is hurt her over and over again. Before we lead into the, our conclusion, we're going to be doing a little bit of philosophical readings, and I'm going to let Meredith lead this discussion. Yeah, so um, I guess I'm talking more about like myths, but Pandora's box, it's about... Zeus had ordered Hephaestus to mold the first woman, to, like, punish mankind. And the first woman, known as, like, a beautiful evil, and had ordered each of the gods to endow her with a seductive gift. 
And then he then gave this woman called Pandora a jar of evils and sent her to go elsewhere. So Pandora would not open the jar under any circumstance. But of course, her curiosity had kind of brought her, oh, I need to open this box. She lifted the lid and kind of just brought evil over the earth. And so Pandora, like, tried to replace the lid, but all the contents of the jar had escaped. All except for Hope, which all lay by herself at the bottom of the jar. Um, so it's kind of, that's kind of like what we've been talking about, how Hope is sort of that thing that needs to come out so that you have despair and you can make it better. Um, so a couple of questions that we can kind of interpret ourselves is like, is, was hope, is like what they were implying that hope is preserved for men, making their torments more bearable. Does that make sense? I'm too confused. <laughs> okay. Um, let's, let's like go through this question together, shall Okay we? then. Okay. So... Hope is specifically for men, okay. for mankind, and it helps them make their despair more bearable. Bearable. Is that... I think that's probably what they were implying. I think that is what that's implying. I mean, like, but, it kind of goes back to the beginning where hope is our blinding tool to the situation that we're in. It's just... It's almost like putting... Like a shield around your eyes so that you're not looking at where you are but looking at where you could be yeah. so because you know when you're in a terrible situation you're constantly looking you're constantly reminded every day of how terrible your situation actually is and i think that's what causes so much people to go into depression yeah because when you've never experienced hope or you've been through torment your entire life you don't know what hope is because you you don't know what good is you've never been there to experience it which kind of goes back into our rat experiment because the rats had no form of hope until they were taken out and cared for yeah and then they were like that's what it could be but when people go through so much despair they lead into depression and they can't think of hope because they don't know what it's like they don't know what good even looks like yeah so actually that's kind of like a next question that i have it's like or is it the contrary that like hope is denied them making their lives even more miserable miserable that's kind of like once they've lost that hope i think like goes back to our open-ended question it can be beneficial and it can be detrimental it's all very different to the people and kind of to your support system because mm-hmm. i think a lot more people go into despair and depression when they're alone or when they lose someone that's so close to them yeah and so that also the last like the last question that we could kind of use is was hope just like another evil in that jar like either like a mechanism for tormenting men or the kind of false hope that is empty and corrupting. I think that's actually good because sometimes hope can be a really, really bad thing. And when it's a bad thing sometimes because a lot of people 
they're not, they've never been denied anything. Like sometimes their life has been like really good and everything they've hoped and dreamed for, they've gotten it. And when you hope for something really big and you finally, you think you're there and then you lose what you have, I think that can be a false hope because you're thinking, oh, I'm in a terrible situation right now, but like if I get there, if I get there, everything's gonna be okay. And sometimes you either don't get there at all or you get there and your situation is exactly the same. Exactly, so it kind of depends on the person. It depends on what they've been given in life and how they use that to bring hope into the world. to our key question why do we feel sadness how does that relate to hope Victoria we feel sadness due to the anticipation of having to compensate for the loss that sadness that exhaustion and it's even harder when that thing situation people that experience is so integral in our lives and when we have a smaller support system it's even more difficult yeah and we use hope to kind of take some of that trauma away if we don't have that small support system and that will fuel us to keep on going with our lives to finish the job of moving on. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next time. This is Meredith and Victoria. Peace out.